Hi, this is Patty, and thank you for listening to this previously recorded episode of GalaxyCon Live. We'd also like to invite you to check out our other shows, Rock Around the Ring, featuring music and wrestling guests, and GalaxyCon Talks Comics, all of which are available now on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are available. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, once again, we'll be visiting the world of Boko no Hero Academia with five members of its English language cast. So without further ado, let's meet today's guests. First, she is an actress and broadcaster whose credits include The Squeege and Kara Show, Dragon Ball, Fairy Tale, and today she joins us to talk about the role of Bubble Girl. Please welcome Kara Edwards. Hello! Hello! It's so good to have you here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. I'm excited to be here. This is fun. Indeed. So uh, how are you doing in your corner of the world? Man, uh, we're hanging in there. I mean, pandemic and all. We're hanging in there. It's uh, Life is going pretty good. Staying busy, keeping the kid healthy. Uh, you know, you know h- hanging in there is the new awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like that's a question we're supposed to all ask each other. Like, how are you doing? And everybody's like, yeah, I mean, cool. Like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of awesome, she's an actress whose resume includes Dragon Ball, Fruits Basket, and Tokyo Ghoul. Today, she joins us as the voice of Minoru Mineta. Please welcome Brina Palencia. Hi. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Ah, well, in Orlando, we're we're wearing our mouse ears and pretending everything is normal. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, how are you in your corner of the world? Uh, you know, same, hanging in there. Yeah, just hanging out with my kid and my fam, you know. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I, well, we, 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 miss, we miss you in our, on, our, on our normal stages, but we're glad to have you on our virtual stage. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And next, he's a veteran voice actor whose body of work includes Appleseed, Attack on Titan, and Black Clover. Today, he joins us as the voice of Todoroki. Please welcome back David Maratranga. Hello. <laughs> Good. How you been, boss? Oh, I'm all right, man. I'm uh, I'm all right. I love I love what Kara said about. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I think. <laughs> It's honestly for real. It's ups and downs. Like some days are great. Other days are like, what am I doing with my life? Will it ever be what it was? So yeah, no, it's good. I am. I am optimistic that eventually we will get back to (laughs) mostly normal. It's not going to happen as fast as we all want it to, but uh, I I think we'll get there. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And next, she is an actress whose credits include Fairy Tale and Steinsgate. Today, she joins us as the voice of La Brava. Please welcome Megan Shipman. Hi. Hey. How are you doing? I'm like everyone else. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. Uh, I'm very excited to be the only villain today. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites, villains as well, you know, as I, as I call her Harley Quinn done right. She's, <laughs> she's great. I love her. I love her so much. Very cool, very cool. Well, glad to have you here at the GalaxyCon virtual stage. I'm and, glad to be here. And finally, she's an actress and director whose body of work includes A Certain Magical Index, Full Metal Alchemist, and Yuri on Ice. Today, she joins us as the voice of my hero's mad scientist, Mei Hatsume. Please welcome the always awesome Alexis Tipton. Yay. Hi! Hey, <laughs> <Hi> everybody. <laughs> oh, so good. And how are you doing? 
I, you know, like everyone <laughs> said, <laughs> yeah. as, as good as can be expected. I have the unusual situation, at least in this group, in that I live completely alone. So I'm slowly going insane in real life, but it's uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy uh, to be here. <laughs> I can't I can't speak to the other panelists, but I we've had other guests on that have been with their families for three months and they're going crazy. So I'm sure so. it's just a different, it's a different flavor of crazy. Right. That's all it yeah. is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, we miss you here at GalaxyCon. We miss giving you a stage to to get uh, get you in front of your fans. But we have the GalaxyCon virtual stage. We have our audience in there, and they're chatting away and putting their questions for us. In the meantime, I would just love to hear what's been the most fun part about being in the My Hero universe. I'll go. Good. Go. <laughs> well, so for me, this is the first time that I got to become a fan of a show before being cast in it. And and because just life circumstances, it's hard for me to get to sit down and watch a lot of television that's for myself. And so it was one of the first shows that I got to sit down and I was like, I want to see what all the hype is about. I want to know, oh my God, this is so good. And then like within not that much time, I got the call <clears throat> from Colleen that was like, hey, you're Bubble Girl. And it was also my first time because Bubble Girl shows up at the end of season three, just for like a little second that I got to spend an entire like off season talking about getting to be Bubble Girl before actually being Bubble Girl. <laughs> Which <laughs> never happens. Usually you're long done or you're in the process of before that happens. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, this is amazing. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. So that was it. This has been a truly unique experience for me. Nice. Very nice. And what a fun character, too. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, really, it's, it's one of the things I love about this show is that it's not afraid to give a character, minor or otherwise, a ridiculous power and then say, well, no, if you really had this power, it could be useful in some certain situations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask Grapehead. <laughs> i'll jump in i i think it's just been uh, being a part of the show has been like no other anime experience for me from the you know starting out auditioning for something that i knew or that that was suspected to be something that could be popular but you know never really knowing you never know what what's going to be right and then to go from that to sort of the first season it was a slow burn they gave you a lot of information and then to see it kind of become what it is. And then and my journey, like becoming a fan of the show while being in it mm -hmm. is really an interesting thing. I had a fan. I did a, a panel. This was years ago or a couple years ago now. And I was just kind of geeking out about the show. It was just a solo panel. And I had a fan just uh, someone raised their hand and said, I, I don't really have a question, but I just wanted to say it's so cool to see that you're as big of a fan of the show as we are. Aww. And I was I was like, that is was like such a great compliment to me. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. really realize that I was, but I totally am. So mm. it's been an interesting journey that way. I know for me, I know for me, like I, I, I love the show and I was watching it and keeping up with it. But also just the fact that I, I actually got to be a villain. Because I know a lot of people, like, because you think villain in a show, and it's always, like, the deep, seductress lady. And I'm like, well, that'll <laughs> never be me, because I'm over here getting cast as, hi, I'm high school girl number 12. And, like, that's just not my voice. And so um, the fact that I got to be a villain and have this experience of not being 
I mean, not necessarily a terrible person. I don't think I don't think Labrava or Gentle are bad people. They just, you know, I, it's such a cool experience getting to do something different and getting to have that, you know, put that little check mark on my list of I want to be a villain. But, you know, it's kind of like anime villains fall into like one category. I go the sentiment of like getting to do something new and different. I have always wanted to play a character that has a list and there's <laughs> many of auditions that I've like t- taken that risk and it's never been met with positive feedback. Uh, <laughs> you you so, audition with a lisp all the time, right? Like every audition you do. You, <laughs> I'm just you, like looking for any excuse. <laughs> super cute. And I thought it was like a very like contrary choice to make for a character that's mm. so hated. Right. <laughs> the cutest version of like a boy voice that I could think of. So yeah, that, that, yeah, it's been interesting getting to do that. But then also it's been interesting playing a character that everyone <laughs> likes so much. Right. I, I, I had a really, love him. yeah, but yeah. And, and I, I will defend him to my dying day, but yeah, it is, it is really, I actually think it's really funny. Like reading all the comments of like how much people hate him. I'm just like, guys, he's just a kid. <laughs> I, I've had such a fun time on this show. I love what I call wild card characters that are just like so all over the place and they can kind of, I mean, you still have to fit the character flaps, but I can break so many voice acting rules with her, mm. which is what I love so much. Like I can be as random as I want to be. And sometimes like Colleen, our director has pushed me into random territories that I could have never even thought of them on my own. So <laughs> that's been really fun. And also just being a part of something really long running where we can actually like, yeah. you know, see this show unfold in a myriad of different ways. Cause we're so used to working on a show for 13 to 26 episodes and then that's it but we've gotten movies and we've gotten video games and we've gotten multiple seasons and it's just it's just the whole thing's just been so special and so different absolutely and 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 i've said this before and uh being being in the conventioneering business as it is uh, one of the greatest things i love about this show is that it's it's made comic book fans into anime fans and it's made anime fans into comic book fans yeah by being the first anime to really take kind of Western ideas, uh, whether from X-Men or the team books and stuff this way, and creating a superhero universe that's palatable to both sides of that fandom equation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's just absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I love the fact that it's a gargantuan world and tons of characters, which, of course, means tons of opportunity for voice actors. It's got a deep bench and there are no one note characters. It looks like they're really, everybody in that's got a life story and all of you and your peers have really been able to to glom onto that. And she's not here, but as always, thank you, Colleen. Um, Yes. (laughs) The the hero of my heroes. So So, before we go over the audience questions, uh, real quick, since I, I always ask this of all my Hero Academia guests, if you could pick your own quirk, what would it be? Hmm. I was telling myself I'm going to have a good answer for this question and then I can never come up with one because there's just, there's so many good ones and I don't want to steal what someone else has already said. I like Josh. I, I like Greeley's where yeah. his was uh, uh, the ability to insert a USB drive the correct way the first time always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Cause 
I always say to myself, like ever since I was little, I was like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to drive places. I just want to like poof, I'm there, poof, I'm there. Mm. And that would be me. I wish I could just like teleport. And I don't know what kind of restrictions I would have on that. Cause I feel like there's always like, if you have an OP power, there's always like, well, I can teleport, but I can only go this far or something like that. But either way, I think it would be super fun to have. Cause then I could just be like, wow, I'm thirsty. And I could like poof myself to the fridge and not get up. Um, <laughs> so, that's actually my answer too, because, and I was thinking about this earlier, I was like, mine would definitely be some sort of teleportation, but I want to be able to teleport, like, especially right now that we're all stuck at home, like, cool. Now I'm like at the top of the Rocky Mountains and now I'm in Utah on a lake. No, is I miss being able to travel easily. Yeah. 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 Um, so I would love to just be like, now I want to go here and see this amazing thing, but it's cool because I'll still be back for my four o'clock session. <laughs> yeah. I always try to answer this question differently, like uh, just whatever comes to me. But right now I'm playing a lot of Breath of the Wild and I'm really late to the game, but like I'm obsessed with the game and I'm like, I'm doing everything I can in the game. And anyway, I, I, so I want some type of, I don't know what this will be called, but like storage manipulation or like spatial management quirk where because if you know the game like link the character carries like you can carry like 12 swords and like <laughs> and like 400 apples and like 12 <laughs> meals and and he's just running around with like a shield and like amazing armor and i'm like where is he getting all this stuff i want that i I want that quirk because like my backpack is way too heavy. Not that I go anywhere anymore, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I want that. I just want to be able to be like, oh yeah, I made, I, yeah, here's a steak dinner. I just got it from my pocket. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I made it yesterday. Here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think for me, I, I just up with this. I would like to have an empathy ray where I can force people uh, to see different perspectives. Yes. Instantly. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I want you to have that too. <laughs> I, 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 I want, want everyone to have that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For so. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think we could use some of that. That, much that. that would be really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all say so sadly. We're all like, It's like, how are you? Well, I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> how are you i'm fine but that guy over there is having a bad day yeah <laughs> I'm, uh, well i if i could pick my own quirk it would be to sing like freddie mercury oh nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed all right i think we'll go ahead and roll our audience questions and our first one comes from lady anime who would you befriend in my hero academia Ooh. Bakudo. Definitely Mineta. He needs a good friend <laughs> to tell him how to person. He needs better friends. <laughs> he needs better influences in his life, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, would, I would befriend Bakudo because he would just... he Okay, and I hope Cliff doesn't see this. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. Cliff is watching just to get ammunition. Cliff is watching. Oh, he will. He'll text yeah. me and go, ha ha. ha. Um, but um, I, only because 
he's one of those people that he will not be like an overbearing friend, but he will tell you like, can you just stop being stupid for two minutes? <laughs> like when you need to hear it, not necessarily for his sake, but it sounds like, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. it sounds like he's just being berating, but he's also someone that's like, you're just, you're being dumb. Stop it. But it's for a good reason. You know, yeah. it's not, like, yeah. not cause I'm he's just calling it for Bakugo. Both. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think I think and, and and it's funny because if you watch the show, like he has like this little pack of characters surrounding him of friends, and they're so loyal to each other. And it's so and you're like, okay, well, you know, he can't be that crappy of a guy if people actually hang out with him all the time. Uh is this is this for our character or for uh, like who would we want to hang out with? You can you can side. All you right. Side. So uh, if it was me, I I would want to hang out with Fat Gum because <laughs> that guy can burn fat faster than anyone, and I want the ability to be able to like hang out, binge eat, and then just <laughs> and then the same day just go like you know lose it all. I think Todoroki would benefit from hanging out with Mirio though. Mirio's Aww. so positive and like, yeah. and even even me like when I hang out with Rico, I'm like, man, I, I need know. to be. I need Rico to be like Miriam. that's he one is. of the best castings in yeah, the show. I know. And I'm like, you're so like you're so, so positive. Mario. He's Mirio. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So but, yeah. That's my answer. So Mirio, because I'm like, you can't same with Rico. You can't be in a bad mood and like spend 10 minutes with Rico without I mean, if anything, you might feel really bad about yourself just because you there's no way you're gonna accomplish this month of time in a day. But <laughs> Otherwise, it's like every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that was nice. That made me smile. Yep. And yeah, when I hear Miriam, I'm just like, yeah, Rico. Yep. Just pure liquid sunshine. I just yeah, want except for when he plays Secret Hitler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> That's the only exception. Yeah, I got to witness that. <laughs> see, you know, if you play Secret Hitler with Rico, you know he is cutthroat. Yeah. He uses that sunshine as a mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lexus, we get one from you? Oh, no. I'm just trying to work in. Um, <laughs> no, same thing. I If I could pick two, like, I think if you had Mirio as a best friend and Ochako as your other best friend, like, oh. your life would be nothing but, like, wonderful sunshine bliss. Like, they're yes. just two. You've got Ochako, who's, like, very maternal and like sisterly and wants to take care of everyone. And then you've got Mirio who's like, you can do it. You can do anything. Yeah. And I don't know. I would just be like, like my life would be like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so great. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd pick Mount Lady for reasons. Uh, <laughs> <next one. laughs> Thank you, Lady Anime. Should be friends. <laughs> Thank you, Lady Anime. That was a great question to start us off with. And what's our next one? From Christy, what characteristics do you share with your character? This one's easy for me. Um, I, 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 I can tend to be, have high expectations of myself, be a little bit hard on myself, kind of live in that area in my, you know, in challenging times, like in, in my head that way. And I think Todoroki does that too. I think, you know, because of his upbringing, because of what he's expected to be, I think that he's really hard on himself and doesn't, you know, doesn't really give himself a break. And I think that that keeps him sort of isolated you know, from others. And, and so I, 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 I can relate to the, the being hard on yourself, being stuck in your head that way kind of thing. I, I think something that I relate to with May is that <laughs> my, my, the way I go about it is different, but she, 
if she's really passionate about something, which is everything she does, like she really, really wants to tell people about it. She wants to like tell everybody everything about everything that she's passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> I wait to make sure the person's interested before I just like push <laughs> everything onto them. But I, if I, if I feel like I have a, a willing audience, I can talk a mile a minute about the things I'm passionate about. So, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I know, I know for me, the whole thing with like La Brava and, and again, it, their arc is kind of short and sweet at the end of the, of season four, but there's, there's a moment where you really see like both of them really want somewhere they can belong. They want to have like that person they relate to that community, just, it, just one person. And I think, I mean, they seem like really goofy and silly and happy and ha ha ha, like, <laughs> like really like silly cartoon villains, but they genuinely want like a human connection with someone. Yeah. And I think, I think that is, I mean, especially now it's like, when there's, you're just in the same room for like three months <laughs> on end. I think it's, it's so like, you just really, everybody really wants a connection like that. Yeah. I think that's something that really when I when I got to that part, I think I cried in my closet a little bit because <laughs> I was like, poor baby. But yeah, so I that's that's something I relate to because I think it's just a, a human, a very human kind of problem to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair. fair. Uh, I think with I think with Bubble Girl, she's not. I mean, we don't we don't spend a lot of time with her on the show. So like with some of the other characters I've voiced in other shows that I've spent years and years getting to know, I feel like there's this great connection to. I don't know so much with Bubble Girl, but I will say one thing that I think we do have in common is she's a workhorse. She's going to get the job done. She's she's kind of just focused on getting in there, doing what she's supposed to do and getting out. And yeah. that, I kind of feel like I've always said that about myself when it comes to my work is I'm a workhorse. I may not be the best, but I will definitely get in there and work hard and, you know, try to do my best and then get out. And so <laughs> that's kind of always been how I do how I do business is like, OK, yeah, what do you need? Let's get it done. OK, so I think I was able to identify with that sort of, you know, yes, sir, let's do this. I <laughs> I uh, I guess if I were to like boil it down to like a really human I don't know characteristic I guess I I can definitely sort of have false bravado like where I kind of pretend like I'm a lot more confident than I am just to like like as a defense mechanism to just like get through it and I feel like Minetta does that a lot just kind of like yeah I mean you know I'm pretty much the coolest like yeah I'm amazing who cares <laughs> I'm the best let's move on <laughs> Christy thank you great question <laughs> what do we have next uh, from Lily Oh, what do you do to practice uh, or vocal warm-ups beforehand that help you get into the mood to do, let's say, your My Hero character voice? Oh, well, I know beforehand when I would have to, like, drive to the studio, I would usually just kind of talk to myself or I would put something on and I would just sing and just kind of wake my whole voice up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, and and I don't know, it's, I wouldn't necessarily sit there and go, hey! like constantly because that can be a lot but just to wake my voice up nowadays I roll out of bed <laughs> and I walk to my closet and I go well I hope I can do this 
Sing, I did vocal trills, sing scales, any type mm -hmm. of singing, warming up, stretching out. Uh, I have I do a lot of tongue stretches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing uh, like tongue twisters. Hey. Doing tongue You're twisters not. and things like that. Just anything that, because I do a lot of like narration. Uh, yeah. Narration commercial work. So yeah. now the character stuff, yeah, I'll be even more conscious depending on sometimes you know what you're doing sometimes you don't to be really conscious of like where am I at also this it's not really a vocal warm-up but like I drink a stupid ton of water yeah people water. always talk about like special teas and all that kind of stuff but like there is nothing better for you than water yeah. like you can drink all the tea in the world like cool yeah. maybe it'll help but like water number one most the important the yeah. best thing about the tea is that it's still water yes <laughs> so exactly that's like literally yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, it's different for every character. Like, I always do a little bit of a warm up, just some, just something like, uh, like vocal trills or just like scales or just mm -hmm. like, especially now if I'm going into the booth that I have at home. You know, I just want, uh, in order to have like the full use of my register, I'll do like kind of baseline stuff like that and mm -hmm. muscular warm ups like Brina was talking about. But for some characters, it's more of a warm up, like, almost mentally like for to for Todoroki you know I'm a much more excitable type of person naturally I, I you know I, I speak fast I you know I, I like to uh, to chat and you know so my I have to kind of calm myself down and take you know remember those qualities about him otherwise I get in and it takes me like 10 minutes to find you know, where that, that space is. But so some characters are like that. Yeah. 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 For I, same thing, like it kind of changes depending on the demands of the character, but May is like so high energy all the time that I know I'm going to be really tired after the session's over. So I make sure mm. I don't have anything else like right after that. Cause I need to go like sit down and be quiet for a bit, <laughs> but also because she speaks so quickly. I do a lot of like what Brina was talking about, like the, the mouth warm ups, the, I, while I'm making coffee, you know, things like that. And yeah, it's like, just, just trying to like psych myself up, especially if it's a 10 AM session, even though, you know, right now we can just roll out of bed and, you know, go to our closets or whatever, but it's still like a, Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all, it's almost harder in a way because you have to like get yourself moving. Like, yeah. you know, if you're going to a studio, ostensibly you like took a shower you like got you know you focused yeah. on driving your brain you get in a car like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, especially having a kid like it used to be that I had 30 to 45 minutes of a drive without a child <laughs> like, <laughs> right. that, right. where I could like, actually focus and now it's like instant from like hand them off to my mom or to a babysitter and then like go into the closet you know it's yeah. like yeah mm -hmm. it's a lot it's mm -hmm. a lot harder for me yeah. now have 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 these rituals changed for you now that you're doing recording at home? Yeah, it is. It is a lot weirder at home because, yeah. like they said, it's it's so weird. Like I, I was saying, I just kind of roll out of bed and then I'm like, "Hi, I'm here." And those, I will say, those 10 a.m. sessions are like 10 times harder at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I usually have like 15 minutes because I I luckily live pretty close, so I. I I usually have like 15 minutes to just kind of be like, okay, wake up. Da, 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 da. I've had, I don't drink coffee. I drink caffeine, which is probably 10 times worse. Uh, so, you know, you I drink, don't drink coffee. You drink caffeine. Well, I drink, well, I drink a, a soda. Oh, like soda. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like I'll get caffeine <laughs> in a different, a different <laughs> way, a different yeah. form of caffeine that will kill me one day. <laughs> but um, on the other but side, it's so, it's so hard to just like kind of 
you do have to like kind of turn your brain off or it like flip a switch almost because it's like I'm still at home. I should. I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. Question mark. It's like so. It's so bizarre. And we weird. we are definitely fulfilling the true actor voice actor stereotype these days because no one ever wore their pajamas yeah. to the studio. But I guarantee all of us have worn our pajamas to a record from home session. So I'll just say the amount of the amount of times I have worn pajama bottoms or just not pants is astounding. Uh, (laughs) The the biggest difference for me is, so I I have worked from home. I've had a home studio for 15 years. So that part hasn't changed for me. Just being in my own studio is normal. The difference for me is that I now have a five-year-old. That is, I mean, the five-year-old isn't the difference. I'm used to the child. I'm just not used to him being here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and me not getting that, like, yeah hours of working so like having to coordinate between like i have a session so you get to watch pokemon and then i've got to get away from pokemon and now we've got to go homeschool so you need to learn something let's talk about your abcs and let's do that for a while and then i gotta pop back in the booth because i have another session and then oh i gotta do this audition so kiddo you gotta sit here and play this game on my phone for five minutes and that's been the coordinating between work and the kid is the part where i'm like whoo that's so hard it's so, so hard. <laughs> it's amazing that you're telling your children, one of your kids, okay, I need you to watch cartoons. Yeah, so Tommy can go. I can record cartoons. I'm very fortunate that my, my partner works in, he works in the business too. He's a former engineer. And so he can run my sessions sometimes for when we're doing cartoons and my kiddo will come in and sit on the couch back here. And so like he's engineering cartoons are on the computer. I'm in the booth and my, my kid will just sit here and watch the cartoons while we're doing it. And that's all. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> oh, awesome. Lily, thank you. This is a great question. And I'll ask Jude, our producer, to roll the next one. From Hanako's wife, uh, what do you think your character's favorite restaurant would be? Hooters. Yeah. Oh, that was an easy one. Yeah. Next. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> probably some type of soba soba restaurant, you know, uh, noodles of some kind. Yeah. Hatsume strikes me as the type of person who thinks of food as just a way to stay alive, not as something that she like receives the joy <laughs> Protein from. Protein bars. Yeah, so it's just like whatever's available because she's got crap to do, you know? God, I can, I can yeah, see her being yeah. like, I've had five protein bars today and I have a <laughs> I could, yeah, I could easily see that. Right. <laughs> yes. Hooters was great. Hooters. <laughs> yes. Not when. I feel like it uh, could be whatever Sir Night I told her it was. Like, <laughs> that is my favorite. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know what. I have no idea what La Brava or Gentle. They actually know. I do know. Well, since Gentle likes to have tea and goes to like all these cutesy little cafes to have tea. They probably she probably just wants to go to a tea shop. That's all she wants to do. A little cafe, you know, That's have a nice. little couple. I know, right? They're so yeah. they're so refined. <laughs> they're so refined. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Taking taking a tea service somewhere. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Hanukkah, thank you. Great question, Hanukkah's wife. And what's our next one? From Lil, the most embarrassing or funny moments while voice acting. <laughs> I have a good one. Mm. I, have, I have a couple good ones. All since we okay. talked about Cliff. I'll talk about Cliff again. One time when we were doing New Game, 
I was like in the booth and I was, I mean, we were like, it was crazy because we were doing the first season because they're about to like simulcast the, the second season and they wanted to do the first season and have it up and out. So it was like a, it was like a lot of recording and I was just like losing my mind slowly, but he said something and it was like, okay, do this, do this line. And I, I want you to change this and this and do it like that. And I was like, cool. Okay. And the beeps happened and I went, wait, I didn't listen. What did you say? <laughs> I said, I didn't hear a word you said. I went on autopilot and he was like, why do I try with you? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I just need, I remember one time during recording that show, he was like, can you just go home and sleep? And I was like, I'll try. That was, cool. but yeah, that was, that was fun. I also called Jerry Jewel old on accident like oh in no my, in my in oh, my first in like one of my first ever sessions i was trying to make really bad small talk and i accidentally was like you're old <laughs> i didn't say you're old but he was like yeah great thanks and i was like oh. <laughs> i'm never coming back to this place ever again and then seven years later here i am so i guess it's fine <laughs> you're forgiven i'm just forgiven I was in a session years and years ago with Chris Sapper recording a video game and it was probably like a Nintendo DS game or something, but it was, I was like a princess that went to different lands. And so it was one of those where you're just, when you're doing games, it's like, you just keep like, you're, you're literally just churning through the lines. And so it's like, you know, let's go to Happyville. Let's go to Joyfulville. Let's go. And you're churning through these lines. And he had rewritten the script <laughs> and, and like, ha 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 and skip over it and keep going and the client I think we had like five clients on the line oh. and it was in such autopilot of just turning through the stuff that I went straight through and I cannot say it here um but I went straight through one of the most horrifying things that's ever come out of my mouth and then immediately stopped and was like and then you can hear the client go <gasps> and then he's like oh no I'm so sorry. That was all my fault. That is not Kara's fault. I didn't know she was going to actually read it. And Man, I, yeah. I love when I love when Chris's I love when Chris's jokes backfire on him like that. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> wow, that was bad. Yeah. Oh, man. I used to work at Ocratron as a uh, like I when I was directing at Funimation they had me working at Ocratron, which is Chris's studio, like mm -hmm. as a satellite studio. So I was working for Funimation, but oh, at right. Ocratron. But mm -hmm. working in the building with Chris was <laughs> like, <laughs> he was a session halting error in and of himself. <laughs> like, there were so many times, like especially if I was recording myself, because it was School Rumble was the show I was working on. I'd be recording myself in the booth and he would just like, he would for no like he would just come in and I, and like like scare the crap out of me like because I'd be super focused and then he would just like come in and like scream in like the booth and I'd be like oh my god and it's because of him that I would just I just got in the habit of like locking the doors like I would just lock the door to the booth like I he was he was impossible <laughs> I just still have to talk. Oh oh really. He was a delight to be around. He's a very generous, lovely man, but oh my God. He's a constant prankster. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he, he hacked our system last week. That doesn't surprise no, me. No, Sunday at, at the very end, we did, we did the, the other My Hero panel. And at the very end, everybody's microphones are turned off. He hacked into our system, turned his microphone on, and did like an NPR. Well, you've been listening to GalaxyCon, and we hope to see you again. <laughs> and it went out in the broadcast. I did a hack right on him because we said, well, Chris, we own that now. Thanks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is completely on brand for him. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Uh, Too Uh, much. Any any other stories? Any 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 crazy stories or mishap during recording? I was trying to think of one that was appropriate enough to share because a lot of times it's like really like rated our jokes and stuff. When we recorded Hog and I, like a hundred years ago, my character had this comic book that was like a, it just looked like a, like a Gundam comic book manga, like nothing like off about it. And she's telling her friends, cause she's really socially awkward that like, oh, this is like my favorite book ever. It's so dirty. And they're looking at it and they're like, what's dirty about it? I don't get it. She goes, oh, let me read it for you. And so it cuts to this other animation where she's narrating essentially these two robots fighting in space but it's all like euphemisms for something else and she i had to voice the male robot and the female robot and the male robot i did an impression of one of our engineers at the time who's now a director his name is chris george oh my and god <laughs> after we recorded it they brought him in and told him i had used him as my my voice model for that character and he listened to it with me standing there and it was so embarrassing <laughs> Because he would do this thing where he would come up and be like, hey, how you doing? And that's not how he sounds, but it's like his creeper voice. And so that's what I use. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so and I'm in the booth and they're like, we're going to let we're going to let Chris listen to this. And I'm like, no, I took my headphones off. And I was like, this is awful. Please. No. <laughs> yeah, my, mine. Mine is really just uh, mostly embarrassing stuff. Like I was work. I was one of the Appleseed movies and. It was early on and like, you know, and it, it do, this doesn't happen much in anime scripts, but in more filmic type scripts, you know, they'll describe what, it, how a character might be delivering a line like shyly says or breaks up as says something. And I was so focused on the line that I read like the description of how the character <laughs> should read it. And, and then the line. So like, you know, distractedly say, and I was, and, and the, the, and the director was like, Oh, ha, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Let's do another one. And I did it again. No, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even realize that I had done it. They thought I was kidding. Anyway, that's, that's, I was, I felt I've never, that I, the felt, one that I worked on with you. I think it was the one before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I felt real stupid for like maybe a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I get locked into a weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, those are words, and I'm in front of a mic and I'm reading them. <laughs> those are words. <laughs> you were just so in it, David. You were doing yeah. your job. <laughs> oh, the Matrix God. keeps rebooting and locking in. Uh, Leo, thank you. That was a great one. What's next? From Jillian, what was your favorite scene in My Hero Academia Heroes Rising? And I'll, I'll backtrack that. You can just any of your favorite scene from any facet of here. My hero, you might have been involved with. I'm a bad person and haven't seen the movie. <laughs> so. Same. Oh. Heroes Rising, that's the most recent one, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I loved any time that, that Maxie Whitehead spoke. <laughs> yeah. And like her little boy voice is just unparalleled to me. Yeah. It's just the most pure... <laughs> sweet precious little pumpkin voice yes. of all time like it yes. just like i would just literally like tear up anytime that i would hear that little boy voice it's so cute but yeah that's probably just my mom showing 
<laughs> fair, fair. Uh, like I said, I'll uh, any does that be to hear rising. But if you have any scene from any facet of My Hero that comes to mind, I got to direct episode seventy-seven of My Hero Academia because that's when Colleen was simultaneously working on Heroes Rising, and the simul dub was still going on. So it was like all hands on deck kind of situation. And that episode there's like major spoilers in it. So I won't say anything, but like that episode, the, the entire episode was just so emotionally charged. And Brandon McInnes, who plays Sir Night Eye is one of my dear, dear friends in real life. And I got to direct him in some really awesome material. And it was just like super, super special. And I was so proud of him. And <laughs> he's That's so He's good. Yeah. As a, for Bubble Girl, I, I, I had the, I mean, I feel like I have to say it just because it's going to haunt me for the rest of my career. But in the beginning of season four, when she's in the tickle machine, um, and it, it's the scene that I know is like, I, you guys, I, it's going to like, hey, remember when you did this? And I'm like, yeah, because I remember getting there and Colleen being like, so today this. And I was like, cool. But it's fun. Like, actually, to voice that scene was really fun because anytime you get to laugh hysterically for like a really long period of time, everybody in the room is laughing by the time you're done. Right. And so we did two takes of it and just, yeah, just we were all dying laughing because it was like, well, this is weird and let's just dive in and make it happen. So, yeah, I feel like I have to say that scene just because I keep getting the, the pictures from it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll okay so I won't I'm, I'm really biased towards of course the stuff that I've done so I'm not gonna say any of that but I still think like one of I, I love seeing I mean I get it like Deku's the main character like cool whatever Deku um <laughs> you're awesome you're so cool um, <laughs> whatever Deku <laughs> I I really love getting to see anytime we get to see the focus beyond other characters fighting I guess because then you get to see like we see Deku's quirk all the time essentially so I love getting to see how smart and creative the other kids are in using their quirks because I feel like every every character almost every character I can't say 100% because I can't remember right now but almost all of them have gotten to really show how smart they are and even Mineta. Yeah, Mineta's <laughs> yeah. a whole tactician, man. He's yeah. really smart. He's super smart. Yeah, and so they're all, like, they're, and they get to show, like, why they're there for a reason. Because, I mean, yeah. they are in the top class. So right. any, anytime you get to watch any of the other kids be really smart and creative, I love that. That's an awesome answer. I love that, too. I think that's what I love about the show in general is you get to see everybody how useful they are and mm-hmm. their own creativity the latest movie i've only seen it once but the the movie's really good so it's like so i i love everything in it i i love i i would say probably the the bakugo deku journey and where where they kind of arrive w- was awesome and then just from the series i, I love the the stain arc the whole uh in the hosu city the fight with todoroki and ida and deku so yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. Fair, absolutely fair. Jillian, thank you. Great question. We have time for one more, so I'll ask our producers to pull a really good one. And this comes from Kyle. I would like to know what fandoms did you enjoy while growing up? Dragon Ball Z, baby! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was such a big fan of Dragon Ball Z that I took a tour of Funimation because I love Dragon Ball Z. My okay. first with my now husband was watching Dragon Ball Z. I watched Dragon Ball Z after school 
every day. Hi, nice. Karen. <laughs> my brother, my brother and I actually used to watch it like on Toonami, like the OG Toonami after school also. Yes. So that was something I enjoyed with my brother. Um, we also, he and I were also both real big fans of like the 90s Batman animated series. That was yes. a real big one. So, so good. I've always been a huge Disney fan. That's never gone away. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. I, I also, sorry, I have to also no, say no, Henry and Helsing and Gundam and like everything that was on Toonami for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Although I, I did, I never got into Sailor Moon. I was too yeah. much of a tomboy, I think, at the time to get into it. Fair. That's yeah, I don't I, I don't have a ton to add. I mean, Dragon Ball, Vampire Hunter, like I I, I um I watched Speed Racer, like not knowing. Oh, yeah, I was... you have a Speed Racer lunchbox. <laughs> yes, man, I loved Speed Racer. <laughs> I, love I loved I love uh, what Alexis said too, like the 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 Batman stuff. But yeah, I don't know. That, that that's pretty much it. I I, I got into car I, I didn't I didn't watch a ton of like animated stuff growing up when I think about it. Like I, I got only it. watched animated stuff. It's I watched until I was like 23. I didn't watch <laughs> anything that was not animated. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I found it I found it later, you know, but yeah. <clears throat> I, and it's funny, I don't have I didn't I didn't really have fandom growing up. Also, I'm, you know, as y'all's elder. Um, I were <laughs> fans of you growing up. <laughs> that still is so crazy to me. Like I remember the first time I met Travis Willingham and he was just like, Oh my god, he's flirting. and I'm like, I don't I'm a brain can't process this. That doesn't make sense to me. But I will tell you this is I do remember when I very first started voicing Dragon Ball Z. I was telling my mom, you know, I'm doing this show, like I'm voicing these characters and I, I think it's a big deal. Like, I, I think it's going to be a big deal. And she was just like, sure, honey. The minds of a generation, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I know, I, I know for me, I, I was going to say, it wasn't until the Macy's Thanksgiving parade that my mom was like, oh my God, you were right. And I'm like, 20 years later. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Megan. <laughs> no, no. I know for me, like I growing up, I I watched, I did watch like Sailor Moon, and I know, I know one of the first animes I watched where I was like, wow, it was Fruits Basket. Yeah. So then, you know, fast forward now, and I've, you know, I've directed Eric Vale, and he's like, and I'm like, well, everything's ruined. Um, <laughs> It's no, it's it's fine. I, I think I made like a sappy tweet at like 3 a.m. the other day because I was catching up on the new fruits basket and I was like, I'm crying in bed. <laughs> it was really sappy and silly, but and also just so I love fruits basket. I didn't really like I was one of those kids that didn't really have a lot of friends that were well friends in general and friends that were like into into anime. So like I kind of just had to nerd out by myself. I also liked anything, anything, basically anything my eyeballs could find on Toonami, I would watch, even if it wasn't like something I'm into now. So like I would watch whatever Gundam was on Toonami. I remember watching Inuyasha and I remember watching Sailor Moon and, you know, anything my eyeballs could suck up. Like that yeah. was what I was into. But so yeah, so like I was, and I was just kind of thinking like, especially when I was watching Fruits Basket the other night, I was like, man, this is it's so weird. I was like 12 years old watching a Fruits Basket DVD that my friend uh, let me borrow in middle school. And now, I, now I'm now i playing Momiji's sister. Like, and I know, and I, I'm not going to spoil it, but 
if you've read the manga, there's like a big sad Momiji thing coming. I mean, the whole show, every character is sad. But yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna get to do that? And it's, it's like, it's so weird. It's so weird to think about. I felt the and- same way, like, working on when Dragon Ball Kai came around, Chris asked me to do, a, to assistant direct for him on that. And it was just like, oh, like, I just yeah. like, sitting, like, when we got to the Cell Saga, because the Cell Saga was my favorite, like, art. Oh. And so I was just like, I was like... So beautiful. What am I even doing here? Oh yeah, I was another show. I was the same way about. It wasn't like oh, there's a ten year gap. I another fandom that I'm really big into, and you, if you've been on my Twitter, like you know, like I just love love live in general. I mean, I have like a whole a whole shelf over here, and I don't don't even get me started. But like then getting to like you know be involved with that whole property, and you know, in some way, shape, or form, I was just like my heart <laughs> like I, I was like ah oh. so there's always like you, you I was I consider myself very lucky to have done certain things that I love dearly because that doesn't always happen like you can love something with your whole heart and not be involved and you just kind of sit there and go oh, I wish but I'm still glad it's here you know so I'm very lucky and I'm glad I've had that chance and we have been lucky for this opportunity. GalaxyCon viewers, this has been the cast of My Hero Academia panelists. Any final words for our audience before we go? We miss you. Yes, yeah. we miss conventions so much. We're so glad we can do this, but mm-hmm. it's not the same as in person. Yeah, <laughs> same. Thanks. I miss, I miss you guys. Yeah. I know, I miss you too, all of you. Yes, yeah. yes. Hopefully we'll be able to get to a convention at some point soon. Before yeah. 2038. Yes. Um, don't jinx it. and we have we certainly miss you all as well again i miss hosting you all uh, on our various stages and again i look forward to the day where we have you back on the galaxy con stage and in front of your fans (laughs) yes Yes. thank you again everyone bye bye take care and please keep washing those hands